Hey y'all, we're back. We have missed our listeners and are so grateful that you let us take the time we needed to get our new academic year off to a great start. So, let's get this started. I love you too much. You love me just enough. We're women. We're married. We're millennials. And we work together. We're writing our own script for love, life, and everything in between. Join us each week as we keep it gully, aka real, and share a unique take on sex, grief, shame, and everything your mom told you not to discuss in mixed company. We're navigating life by our own rules. This is Love You Just Enough with Can and Cal. work from home time we've been learning quite a bit about each other's work styles wouldn't you agree (laughs) I'd agree with that definitely I always noticed that you had a strong desire to be productive but it wasn't until we had a come to Jesus moment a few weeks ago after work that I really felt compelled to ask you why no matter how much you were able to get accomplished in one day no matter how many items you could cross off of your to-do list You would still end the day saying, oh, I wish I could have done more. I felt like I didn't do enough. I was becoming really concerned as to whether there were external factors or maybe even I was causing you to feel in some sort of way that you weren't doing enough or giving enough. Yeah. And that conversation was eye opening for me because you were calling me out. It caused me to really dig deep and define what productive means to me. I realized that it's another form of me shooting myself. Mm, The dreaded shooting return. Exactly. I recall sharing with you that growing up, I never really saw my mom sit down, Mm -hmm. at least not for any significant amount of time. She was always on the move, and that sparked in me this feeling that what I should be doing is moving. Mm -hmm. Whatever I'm doing, wherever I am. I should be productive um, and aiding in any situation or on a team when we talk about work. Yeah. Over the years, I realized that I may have taken that value maybe to another level. I mean, just a little bit. (laughs) And it's really become my shortcoming is what I've come to. Mm -hmm. And that desire to be productive causes for me to feel like I need to be perfect in what and how much I accomplish. I also reflected on how that desire for myself impacts how I view our partnership. Really? Yeah, because there have been times where I'm doing something small around the house, mostly washing the dishes, Mm -hmm. and I look over to the couch and I'm like, why is she just sitting there? What is happening? You know, and I realize, of course, that you're decompressing from your day, which you are absolutely entitled to. And just because I'm moving doesn't mean you have to, but I really hit you with the, you were just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And you're not working towards accomplishing this goal of washing this fork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, that conversation, though, a few weeks ago really uncovered for me how in relationships we have these unspoken expectations of our partners. Mm-hmm. And it can really be detrimental to the health of a relationship and the forward movement of one. If I don't recognize my own shortcomings and idiosyncrasies, but I harp on what I deem to be your shortcomings, then it can really cause damage to our relationship if it's not checked. True, true. Something like the way in which I have been conditioned can really wreak havoc on a pretty healthy partnership. 
Yeah, I mean, what you're saying is so right because unset expectations in any part of your life, but most especially in relationships, will inevitably cause challenges. The thing is, though, is that we walk around with all types of unset expectations Mm -hmm. because, well, as my partner, you are just supposed to know what to do for me and what to say to me. That's right. You (laughs) need to know what to do, how to do it, what to say, when to say it Mm -hmm. in order to make me feel good. I mean, you've observed me for long enough, right? Can't you anticipate my needs? Come (laughs) on, right? But the answer honestly isn't really cut and dry at all. I don't know anyone that could read minds. You sure? No. Miss Cleo? Well, you know, uh, I think that's up for debate. Wasn't there like some sort of um, lawsuit or something surrounding that? I don't know nothing about what you're talking about. (laughs) I know I could have never been one of Dionne Warwick's psychic friends. Not at all. (laughs) So I need you to tell me what you want or need. Or at the very least, some sort of an idea of what that could be. If I aim to give you those things, I have to have a foundation in which to build upon. Yes. But it's also my responsibility as your partner to ask questions about what you have experienced in life that have led you to those expectations, right? Mm. I need to know how you grew up, what you were taught to value, and what values you hold because of your experiences. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't ask questions with a yearning to understand, I am always going to feel like I am throwing darts blindfolded. And y'all, that's just not safe. Ooh, you hit them with the, it's not safe. It's not safe. It is not safe. And yes, I agree (laughs) with everything you just stated. I need to be able to communicate my needs and my expectations and values to you. Mm -hmm. But as an individual, I have to take the time to be with myself long enough to note That my experiences, my values, whatever it is that I'm feeling, those needs are not universal. I have to communicate. Preach. Yeah. Sometimes I find myself frustrated with what I deem to be your flaws or shortcomings. Not sharing how you feel about something right away. Tendencies to run late. Lack of organization. Not wiping down the counters after cooking. You know, the list goes on and on and on. Okay. 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 Just get on with it now. I I think they understand. My apologies. (laughs) What I want to say, though, is that I fail to acknowledge that those weren't flaws, albeit annoyances, but not flaws. Because if I didn't communicate with you how I perceive things to be hurtful, Mm -hmm. annoying, or frustrating, then how could I hold you to my standard of perfection as a partner? Yes. Because if we don't tell each other our standards and expectations, one of us will always feel shortchanged and the other will always feel like a substandard partner. Yes. Inevitably, it's just we're both going to be sitting there not getting anything, actually not getting what we need, mm-hmm. right? Because we're getting something. It's just not what we want or need. Absolutely. But we're also not communicating what it is that we want or need. And I definitely agree with you regarding communication. Clear open and honest communication is the way that you have to have these conversations. Yeah. It's the way that we've learned to have these conversations, mm-hmm. right? The last few years have taught me to love you, annoyances and all. <laughs> and the best way that I can do that is by being authentically who I am and communicating who that is to you. Absolutely. For me, 
That means getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It means sitting in emotions that make me feel like I'm wearing three pairs of Spanx under a bodycon dress. But (laughs) three pairs? Three pairs of Spanx. Excessive. No, you know, I need to be sucked in, right? (laughs) But I do it because what's on the other side of the Spanx is a place where I can breathe freely and be who I am. But I will never, ever reach that place. If I don't sit in the uncomfortable and accept it, right? Yeah. Every single time I do that where I sit in those spanks in that bodycon dress <laughs> and then get to just rip them off and be who I am, mm. every single time, I feel like we unlock the next level of our relationship. You know, we often talk about having a sense of wonder about things that challenge our knowledge, our comforts, our ideals. Mm -hmm. And I have to say to you in this moment, you embody that in such a great way when it comes to this relationship and accepting my flaws. Mm -hmm. So I have to say thank you because can't nobody put up with me but you. Um, and it's true but I recognize that it's taken both of us time to get here and even having that this conversation and that conversation a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. it just further solidifies that when we do we're vibrating on a totally different level Mm -hmm. I think time is another key to navigating Mm -hmm. and accepting your flaws or your shortcomings and nuances I tend to have a rush, rush, go, go, you know, way about myself. And that's not comfortable for anyone, even my own mother, (laughs) to be around. And so you have learned to tolerate that over time. And I guess one would say time heals all flaws. (laughs) And you know what? I have to say... I haven't learned to tolerate it because I'm not tolerating anything about you. Mm. What I have come to do is to accept you for who you are and talk to you about things like that conversation we had a few weeks ago mm. to say, what what's going on? What is that? What do you always say? Get to the root. What is the root of <laughs> the this The root issue? of the issue is what? Exactly. And that just absolutely helps me to love you more and more and even deeper when I understand and get to the root of whatever it is that you're feeling Mm -hmm. or thinking or what's causing you to act in a certain way. Yeah. But... You know, you you said something about time, and I truly do believe that time is another key. We've Mm -hmm. been together for a long time, and we are just now learning how to productively have these conversations. Yes. It takes a lifetime to learn about your partner, but it just doesn't happen through osmosis. And remember, we're constantly evolving. That part. We have to have real conversations and maintain a sense of wonder about one another when things are good or bad Mm -hmm. throughout our marriage. We can't only have a sense of wonder when our relationship feels fragile. Preach. I'd say that another essential piece to accepting all of your partner's uh, flaws and all and all of who they are and how they show up is radical honesty. Mm. Note that I'm saying radical honesty and not plain old vanilla honesty. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. I need to know, what is the difference between radical honesty and plain old vanilla honesty, as you say? Picture it. I try out a new recipe for weekend brunch. Mm -hmm. You're excited to try it, willing to assist. We eat it. I say, damn, I don't like how this turned out. You hit me with the sweetest response. Oh, no, it's good. 
and choke down bite by bite. But deep down, you don't care for it. You don't hate it, but you don't love it. A few weeks later, at a loss for what to cook, I say, want me to make that dish from a couple weeks ago? And you say, I didn't love that meal. Now, there's nothing wrong with you not loving the meal. But I might say, well, why didn't you tell me that before now? You expressed that you didn't want me to feel bad or get upset. So, you liked it enough to finish it or feed it to the trash can. (laughs) But, just to spare my feelings... You give me the plain old vanilla honesty answer because, well, it wasn't that bad. Radical honesty is you letting me know at the time, I don't think it turned out the way we would have liked. But thank you for trying a new recipe. Yeah, that brings up uh, a very interesting aspect uh, for me because for a long time, I thought that sparing your feelings was the most selfless thing I could do. Mm-hmm. It took me a really long time to examine my true intentions behind what sparing your feelings meant. And to be real, my true intention was to spare myself from being in an uncomfortable situation. Mm. I didn't want to wear the three spanks in the bodycon dress. So, <laughs> you know, I went and I'd, I said the thing that I was able to then sweeten up and clean up and say, no, I'm just sparing her feelings. I'm being a good partner. And reflecting on that wasn't easy at all. I had to face a part of myself that wasn't positive or kind, which are things that I strive to be every day. Yeah. I honestly avoid conflict like the plague. (laughs) It's a character trait that I have accepted about myself and am actively working on improving by practicing radical honesty. Mm -hmm. I learned that the truly selfless thing to do is to tell the truth always and in the moment. That is one of the ways for us to actually have a full and true relationship. Absolutely. When I explained to you where my avoidance of conflict stems from, you were able to have a deeper understanding of who I was and to challenge me when you see me crawling into my conflict-free shell. Huh. We do it for each other. Radical mm-hmm. honesty, communication, and time is what has allowed us to fully embrace all parts of each other. And even when those tools are employed, there will be rough patches. Absolutely. But if we also remember why we fell in love in the first place, we can definitely see each other on the other side. Absolutely. And don't forget, you should also be self-reflecting to ensure you are loving you for you as well. I know people who cringe at the thought of (laughs) self-reflection. Yes. I used to be people. People was me. I am people. (laughs) I had to confront what about it I didn't like. Mm -hmm. And it turned out I was afraid that somehow the inner me wouldn't match up with what I presented to the world. Guess what? It didn't. At least not all the time. (laughs) So that told me I had self-work to do. I've been doing that work, and at 35, I feel like Patti LaBelle. I got a new, ooh, 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 ooh. I got a new attitude. Not Aunt Patti. Yes, Auntie Patti, yes. I'm comfortable and excited by who I am. I'd encourage people to even share those reflections with their partner Mm -hmm. to continuously experience deeper levels of understanding and unwavering love. Yep, because if your partner is for you, then they're going to celebrate all of the exciting things that you're discovering about yourself and be willing to support you along the way. Yes. Whew, that got deep real fast, (laughs) three weeks away from the mic, and I'd say we still got it. (laughs) Okay, okay, modest one. Let's close this out. All right. If this was your first time tuning into the podcast, subscribe. 
Tell a friend or suggest a topic by emailing us at loveyoujustenough at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram. My handle is at Mrs. Kellyanne Brown, and Candace's handle is at Mrs. Candace Brown. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.